0: Welcome in. This is the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. This is season two, episode one, and we are here with our beautiful wives and my beautiful cousin here. Right back at you, brother.
1: I know that she's actually your cousin, but you know, best friend cousins kind of interchangeable at this point.
2: Didn't we say you guys were cousin in laws?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're still trying to figure out how that works if that's a thing. But I'm not. I'm not really sure. Friends first. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. First and <laughs> foremost. Uh, drinking some Chattanooga whiskey tonight. Um, yeah, barrel-proof. Good shiz, net. 60% alcohol. Great. It's very good. Yes, yes. And we're actually not at our regular studio. Um, we're in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, we just celebrated Thomas's birthday on the 27th and mine yesterday. Yes. So, um, yeah, we're here for one more night, so making the best of it. thought it would be a cool setting to shoot this podcast and get it out there. So um, I guess let's dive right into Yeah, it.
1: super excited for season two. So first we're going to start off, we're going to let the girls kind of introduce themselves um, and kind of give a little bit of backstory because um, today we're actually going to talk about firearms and from a female's perspective and kind of get them to talk about what got them into firearms and understanding the importance of it and You know, we'll get maybe pick their brain about a couple other topics. So
0: that sounds good. Yeah,
1: you want to let your wife go first? Let's do it. This is my gorgeous wife, Miss Hannah Brown, and take it away, babe.
2: Hey guys, I'm happy to be joining everybody. I am Hannah, and I have three kids of my own, and I'm actually a preschool teacher.
0: Nice. So, question that we're all just so interested to know: Do you own a firearm? I do. Do you have a concealed carry permit? I sure do. Any reason in particular you decided that you wanted to exercise your Second Amendment right?
2: So let me be the first to say I was not interested in guns, didn't grow up with guns, was terrified of guns. It was just not a thing in our household. You
0: know, you're actually, that perspective is actually the majority in the United States. That was mine,
1: too. I... I was trying to get her interested in guns before the incident that occurred that she's going to explain, but it took this happening to actually get her over the edge, to actually become interested and want to learn.
0: What is the, is that?
2: So, it was when our first child was born. Um, he is almost eight now. Uh,
1: almost eight? Yeah, he's almost eight this year. It's crazy. Yeah. Holy crap, I
0: feel old.
2: I know.
1: <laughs> me too
2: (laughs) (laughs) so this was back in gosh what year was he born 2013 Mm -hmm. sorry guys i have three kids so my brain doesn't work um so 2013 is when this happened and it was my first ever major surgery i had a c-section with landon and i'm kind of allergic to the pain meds so i didn't take them um they just made me very sick and so I'm literally at home by myself. Um, He was two weeks old and I'm recovering from the C-section. No pain meds. I can hardly walk. And so the way our apartment was laid out, um, it was the master bedroom was in the very back of the apartment. And so it being in the very back, I could hear a knock, what I thought was on the door maybe. Um, So I don't jump up right away because, again, I'm still recovering. Luckily Landon was asleep on the bed. So I start walking down the hallway very slowly and I look through the peephole because I'm thinking, you know, the apartment breezeways, they echo, you know, it could be somebody else's door that they were knocking on. But so I looked through the peephole and I saw it was a guy standing at our door. So I start looking and I start trying to realize, like, do I know this person? Is this maintenance? Like, who is this? So as soon as I was just trying to make out his face, he starts trying to pry the door open. And when I say I ran to the back of the apartment, I ran as fast as I could. Um, and in my mind at that moment, it was racing. I couldn't think of what to do. What is the best way to go about things here? You know, I have an infant asleep on my bed. And I don't know, like, my first thought was, if I wake him up and they get in this apartment, they're gonna know where we are and they're gonna come back here and kill us. You have to assume the worst. Yeah. So, what happened was I left him laying on the bed, and I'm standing in the middle of our bedroom. I have our door locked, and um, I call nine one one, and they. I said, you know, I have an infant sleeping on the bed. He's brand new. He's two weeks old, newborn, um, and I'm a young young mom at this point. I was. 20 when I had him. And she said, okay, you need to get him and go, you know, into a closet or whatever. So the way ours was set up, you have the master bedroom, then you have the bathroom. And then our closet was like on the other side of the bathroom, like it was all connected. So I'm standing in the middle of the bathroom and I'm like, you know, I'm right in between. So like, if I need to grab him and then run in the closet, then that's what I'm going to do. And, um, but he was asleep. And I honestly couldn't hear anything else going on in the apartment, but I was still on the phone with nine one one, and they actually judged me pretty hard. And they were like, "You need to pick up your son and and what are you doing, just leaving him on the bed?" And I'm like, "I'm trying to make the best decision here for our safety. And like, don't I don't know time what that to is to sit there and
0: think about that and, exactly. and make that decision. It has to be a split second especially decision, especially
2: if that was going to be the decision to." wake him up and then get us killed, you know? Like the best decision right now is I'm standing in the middle. So if he starts to wake up, then yes, I'm going to instantly grab him and lock myself in the closet, you know? But um, so finally the dispatch said, okay, the police are there. You need to go answer the door, which I was already like, no, I'm not going out there. And she's like, no, ma'am, you need to go answer the door for the police and let them in. But at this point I'm telling you, like, I don't know that, he got in the apartment. I didn't know what had happened. I don't know if he already stole something and got out. I don't know what the outcome was.
0: were you on dispatch the whole time? the whole on time the phone with
2: them? yeah, and so, um, and I couldn't tell you how long it took just because you know every they really do say every minute feels like eternity, eternity. yeah, so they finally get there. um and i I instantly walk out to a million cops. There's a detective there's Police everywhere. And I'm just like, what is going on? Because this is just one guy. Like, this must be. This
0: doesn't feel right. Right. Something's wrong.
2: Right. So luckily, Landon slept through it all, and he was still on the bed. Um, But I'm, like, shaking at this point. And, you know, they can obviously see I had a newborn at that point. And um, they were really, the cops were really good about just comforting me and, like, you know, making sure I was safe. But um, they needed me to identify him. And so I was like, "I am not going out there because if he sees my face, what's you know the yeah. chances of him coming back and killing me again? He knows where I live right and I, now you know he knows my face and knows that I ratted him out or whatever. Um, so luckily, they just got him out of the cop car, and I just quickly glanced over where he didn't see my face, um, and I was able to identify him, but they actually told me. We were in the area looking for this guy already before he even called. Whoa. Yes, because he had broken into all the other apartments um, and stolen a bunch of TVs, electronics, that kind of thing. The only thing that saved him from getting into our door was the fact that our door frame was metal to our one apartment building. All the rest of them or were wood. wooden doorframes. So he was able
0: to kick that wooden doorframe and for break sure. it.
2: For sure. So this cop, the detective, changed my stance on guns by saying, if he would have gotten in, what would you have done to protect you and your son? And I said, I have no idea. And that terrified me. When you have kids, that is terrifying to not know how to protect them.
1: Yeah. Hannah called me. I was at work. I was working in Franklin. So from Franklin to Antioch, you know, it's uh, 45 minutes. I was there in about 15. Like he I was
2: so fast. I,
1: nothing stopped me. Like I was there. And when I got in the apartment, that's when the detective was talking to her or to us. And he was like, do you guys have anything to protect yourselves? And I said, I've got a bunch of knives around, but no, he was like, you need something that you can point and shoot and be done. And of course he was implying a shotgun, which right. is the is best it's for a, home defense. It's a great home defense. defense uh, and weapon. it was, but just like, I had already been talking about it. And then after that, she was like, okay, we need to go to the range. I need to to try this out. Which Mm.
2: I wasn't really on board completely at that point. I will say I was still hesitant. I was like, maybe we can just. But it got
1: the wheels turning.
2: I was like, maybe we can just go and see what it's all about. You know, maybe just learn about it. Because I do know that fear is something that makes you hesitant about a lot of things. Not just guns. About a lot of different topics. You know, the uncertainty, the, you know, not knowing, not understanding.
0: That's why I didn't zipline today.
2: <laughs> that Dude, that comes... was a
0: blast.
2: <laughs> that, well, it was also during the snow, so that's a little sketchy. So I'm, I'm with you there, but.
1: It was awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Thomas actually took me to the gun range for my first time. And, you know, we.
1: That was my first time, too.
2: Well, he he made it look like he was not nervous at well, all. Well,
1: because I had already been doing research. So I had never been to the range, but I had been doing a lot of research before I went there and so I was I'm one of those people that I can do like a little bit of research to kind of get a good idea and then I'm comfortable at least trying. Mm-hmm. And of course, you go to a range and if you tell them it's your first time, there's a lot of you know the range officers are going to help you out. There's there's a lot of good resources. Mm-hmm. So we it's got not, in there it's
2: not just all scary, it's not
1: right it's not in, it's not as intimidating as most people
2: yeah, think. you're not just jumping into it by yourself. There's a lot of people that want to teach you and teach you the right way so that way you're safe, you keep others safe, exactly. and it's a safe thing. Um, it doesn't have to be scary so but I go into the gun range and the officer hands me a gun, what I think is a gun, and I'm sitting here literally shaking, holding it, and he's like why are you so scared? This is just a laser pointer. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I was so scared. Um, so I'm pointing it at the target and he's like, this is just to help you with, you know, lining up your sights and pointing and clicking something and it going where you want it to go. Kind
1: of getting some trigger discipline, you know, cause yeah. you don't want to put too far either way. Cause it'll shift the way it shoots and you know, stuff like that.
2: So I think the first thing I ever shot was a 22. Um, which you know after a few rounds of that, whether you're new or not, it goes really fast you know
0: was that the uh was that a twenty two handgun or a rifle?
2: it was a handgun I believe yep, it was yeah um did I shoot another caliber that day or just a twenty two
1: no that day you went ahead and shot a nine and after that you were hooked
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I was working my way up with calibers like I didn't want to intimidate myself um so I definitely worked my way up you know, I shot a three eighty I think before the nine, just because it was a little smaller of a handgun.
1: Oh, yeah, I think you're right. And then you tried the nine, and you were like, oh, I like the nine a lot. Tried better. the
2: nine. Um, yeah, the,
1: the nines actually have
0: less recoil than the 380s. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: We didn't know that at the time right. because, right. like I said, it was all new to us.
0: Well, you know what? Something that's funny is um, when I started learning to shoot, I, the first gun I bought was off a coworker. Uh, we're in the state of Tennessee, so you can do that. Um, and uh, I bought a 40. And I don't a forty
2: is a high caliber for a first time shooting,
0: right? And I I I thought, oh, forty. I I assumed because it was a subcompact, like real small frame Mm -hmm. handgun. I thought, well, the smaller the gun, the less recoil there was. That was my logic. So I go over. Not
2: in fact the logic.
0: That's right. That's wrong. But as a as a new shooter
1: or firearm owner, logically you would think a smaller gun is going to have less recoil. But nope. (laughs) It'll kick like a mule if you ain't doing it right. (laughs) So
0: I'm at my friend's house and we're out back of his property and um, we're shooting and he's got this 1911 style uh, 9 millimeter. and I was scared to death of that thing because the 1911 is a very large handgun and um, I thought because it was a larger gun there was going to be more recoil so I was nervous as hell to shoot that thing and when I shot it there was almost no recoil and I was like wait a minute what, what is happening here? And so that's when I, you know, compared the bullet size between the 40 and the 9mm. I was like, holy shit, like, my bullets are bigger. Right. Yeah. So.
2: And then, um, so after we went shooting, I think it was, we we practiced a couple more times, like going back to the range a couple more times after that. Mm -hmm. And then we applied um, to get our handgun permits. So you have to do the class before. It's like an Mm eight-hour class. And then you shoot afterwards. So. You know, we sat down, we took our test, which, um, you know, our instructor was amazing. And we had, they have a lot of rates for like couples that go. So right. if you want to go. It was
1: only 50 bucks for the whole class for both of us.
2: And that's a steal. That's Because really normally good. it's 50 per and, person.
1: And his class was, not only was it mandated from the state for you to learn, but it was other practical information that was mm-hmm. like, hands down, was just phenomenal to be taught, honestly. It was, it was a really good class.
2: Um, so, yeah. So, we both obviously passed. Um, and we have pictures of us, you know, shooting together side by side and taking our test. And so, that was pretty cool. Um, and then we just um, went to the DMV and got our pictures done, paid for our license. It came in the mail. But um, after holding that card, like, you really feel… Empowered? Empowered. You have to take that power back, you know?
1: Well, but not only that, but you also need to realize, like, once you have that card, you have a tremendous amount of responsibility That's to right. continue training and practice safe firearm handling and everything else because that you can literally you can end a life with the the squeeze of a you know your finger
0: yeah, and, and that was one of the things that um initially scared me. I was like I looked down at this thing that we invented I say we as mankind, and I was like. You can literally for, for for to simplify it, you can press a button and make people's life end.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, you know, that was a scary prospect. But at the same time, you can get in your car and not pay any attention to what and you're doing and thing. be and be a very neglectful driver and end life just as well. So um a lot of people don't look at it like that. We look at firearms not as weapons but as tools. We don't have them because we in Tend to use them. It's uh, like having a fire, uh, what, what do they call it? The fire, fire extinguisher. extinguisher. It's like, I'd rather have a fire extinguisher and not need one than need one and not have one. Right. Um, same thing with a handgun. In your situation, you were a- afraid for your life and your child's life because you didn't have any way to great equalizer. I call that the great mm-hmm. equalizer. It's like, as a woman, um, just by virtue of being human, women are typically less masculine than a man. And men, uh, 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 even a small guy can overpower um, a woman. Right. And you add in that firearm, it evens the t- <laughs> it evens the odds I, a lot. It, it doesn't even the odds. It, it gives the it advantage. Yeah. It, it, it puts the the victim as mm-hmm. the one in power and the one who's gonna dictate the outcome of that situation. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of not wanting to be a victim, you're the one that's going to go home that night. And that's right. You won't be the victim.
2: See, and I also feel like it was irresponsible for me as a parent to not know how to protect my child. Like, we can't rely on the government else, to do that. If anything else, that is my responsibility to protect my child. Well,
1: and the fact that they were still in the area and it still took as long as it did, if he would have gotten in, there would be nothing that they could have done in time. So the fact. That Like Ian said, you really can't trust the government 100% or really much at all. You can't rely on to, them. Yeah, you can't rely
0: on them to be your your safeguard. So I've got some interesting information here. So this is from a website called justfacts.com. We like to reference it a lot here because it's not biased. It's straight to the point. It's, it's just, just facts. It's just data. Facts. Okay. So based on survey data from the U.S. Department of Justice, roughly 6.9 million violent crimes were committed in the U.S., in 2018, these include simple aggravated assaults, robberies, sexual assaults, rapes, and murders. Of these, about 600,000 or 9% were committed by a phys, uh, by an offender visibly armed with a gun. So just having a firearm on you gives you a 91% chance the guy on the other side of the door doesn't have one.
2: Yeah, you can just scare him off Meaning just you by have, showing it.
0: You have the advantage. In fact, most defensive firearm encounters happen without firing a single round they see mm-hmm. that the homeowner is armed or the potential carjacking victim has a firearm they get the hell out of there yeah. cuz they're looking for easy targets easy victims people that aren't going to fight back that will just comply yeah and compliance as we know compliance doesn't always mean survival you can comply you may be completely unarmed you give them everything they want and they can still turn around rape you, kill you, do whatever they want to with you. And, and that's a scary prospect and having a way to defend yourself. You're not that person. Right. You don't have to be. Yep. Well,
1: is there anything else that you wanted to hit on before we move on to let Brenda kind of explain her
0: backstory just a little bit?
2: No, I would love to hear Brenda's perspective and what she thinks.
0: So this is Brenda. This is my wife. Um, She is Indian. (laughs) She is not. She's actually, what'd you say? 75%?
3: No, if I remember correctly, about 55%.
0: 55%. So she's more than half Native Indian in Mexico, right? Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. We were talking about that the other day. She should be Pocahontas for for Halloween. She looks
2: beautiful as Pocahontas.
0: Yes. As anything, really. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So make sure you're talking into here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so okay. so tell us uh what got you into um the prospect of owning a handgun and and uh where do you what's your position on all of this
3: um so hi everyone brenda i got interested in um learning because uh when ian and i met he talked a lot about being able to Defend myself and having situational awareness. That's what he's always trying to make sure that I remember and yep. that I am aware at all times. So he just suggested that we go and um, try some shooting, so I could learn how it, what it felt like. And did you instantly from there get nervous or excited? A little bit nervous, just because I had never. Held a weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my brothers had a rifle back home, but I never had any interest in it because I didn't see any reason to have any interest in a rifle or a weapon. Um, My dad always has uh, some kind of pocket knife on him and he uses them all the time. But I never really did. There was one time that it just vaguely crossed my mind, but I was living back home. I had. I was working at a grocery store, and I found out from a coworker that there was this man going around telling people that we had been dating, and I was just mad at him, and we were working things out. And I was like, "Well, I don't know who this is." And um, we found out because uh, one of them kept walking by where he was talking to some lady selling jewelry that he could tell her exactly where I lived. So. We, That's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. We realized that this man was actually like following me around. He would always show up when I was at work. And, and you had knew no car- idea. No, I had no idea. I was not… Because you didn't have situational awareness. Exactly. <laughs> I did not have situational awareness. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. <laughs> that, that would
2: be the exact situation for situational.
1: I, I, I think I stressed that with her, too. Making sure to always kind of just keep an eye on everything going on around well, you.
2: Well, and that came up in our… Um, permit class anyway oh, yeah. he hit really hard on that and I he made it, me think of things I never thought of with you know going to a restaurant when you go yeah. to sit down he's like I always chose the table with like you know Ultimate furthest viewing the,
0: points yeah and
2: in the back or yeah. in the corner I could see all my in, exits know who's going out exactly know so, where your
0: exits are at all times at all times and and the thing is is it is different from a man and a woman right and let's be honest it's sad that a man can walk around and do pretty much whatever the fuck he wants without looking over his shoulder. But you, a woman, put, you put a I, woman outside, and it doesn't matter age, race, anything. Put a woman outside, and there's some creeper guy out there that's willing to do something bad.
2: Yeah, and that is always in the back of my mind, yep. which is why, honestly, I don't go anywhere by myself, especially with the kids. I absolutely will not, because they are targeting you know, parents now mm-hmm. too, like they know that mom with three kids has got her hands full and I can go up and do whatever I want and she can't stop mm-hmm. me because you have three kids. So I, I mean, even going to Walmart, like I will not go by myself. I will not go with the kids alone. I always make sure Thomas is with me, even if I carry, you know, and that still makes me feel better. But like, for me, I'm just an anxious person. So I'm just not gonna to put you. It's not worth that. the risk. Yeah. Right
0: so what happened with this um, this guy was stalking this you this creeper this fucking yeah. creep <laughs> so
3: I went home and I told my parents about it how I, old were you I that was about I was in my early 20s okay probably about 22 when that happened so I remember dad wanted to find him and kill him <laughs> as any dad would yeah
1: as a dad I support his decision <laughs>
3: Um, (laughs) mom wanted to send me to stay with my family in Mexico for the summer because it was right when summer was starting. And I know, um, I remember one of my brothers, I think my younger brother went and got his rifle from under the bed and he's like, well, if he shows up, you know, we'll just shoot shoot him. him? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we lived right next door to the sheriff because they live out in the country. That's convenient. Yes. So my dad talked to him and he started doing more patrolling in the area. And then I worked about 30 minutes from home and we reported it to the police. So anytime we saw this guy show up at the store, we could uh, call the police so they could come because he would hang around outside the pharmacy because I worked in the pharmacy.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And um, we ended up finding out that he didn't actually have his own vehicle. He would borrow, I think, his brother-in-law's vehicle. And the thing is, to get to where my parents live, you need to know exactly where to turn for the exit because it's not really marked very well.
0: Yeah, there's no street lights. There's not even a road sign. We're talking county roads. Basically, he had to follow you at some point. Yes. Oh, my God. He
3: he was telling the lady, like, how far and by what billboard you had to turn. I mean, this man had at some point followed me home. I just never realized it because I was not paying attention to everything around me. I do that now. It's been drilled into me. Um, Mm -hmm. I even notice every exit when I go into a building, I'm thinking, okay, if I need to get out of here, where do I go? Where can you hide? What's a safe room? Even at work. I do that at work too. I'm like, what if some, because sometimes if we have gunshot victims.
0: What's your work? Because nobody knows what that is yet.
3: I am a registered nurse. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So if we have gunshot victims in the ER, it goes into lockdown. Right. And I'm always thinking, okay, what if somebody shows up? What if something happens? What's the safe room to hide in? You know, what do we have to do with the patients? Because having have a plan think, is better than no plan. Yes. Otherwise, if there's no plan already set that you can think back on, you can panic in the moment and not know what to do. For sure. And then that's when bad things happen. So um, we reported it. They showed up a few times at the store. I would have um, a store manager walk me to the car. And if I remember correctly, at one point, he started not showing up as much. I don't know if he got a job or if just with the police from town coming around a lot Or maybe he found another person to Or maybe he found somebody else that didn't live so far away. (laughs) Hopefully not. But, so
2: when your, when your brother pulled out the rifle yeah. and said, here, just take this and shoot him. Well,
3: he was like, he could shoot them. So oh, okay. it was never like. Even explained to you. It was how never like shoot. put like that I needed to find a way because mm-hmm. growing up, it was more um, the culture tends to lean a little bit more towards the man protects the woman. Right. And it's like nobody really stops to think sometimes. Well, what if you're just I mean, you're alone. The man's not always there. And now, you know, women work and men work and you have different schedules and you just can't always be together. Right. You have to be able to do something to protect yourself because a lot of times it's just you. Yeah. You're not going to always have a man around. Right.
1: That's be true. strong and on women. You don't need no man.
0: Amen right. for
2: that. <laughs> I mean, we do need you guys. but Yeah,
0: you you need me.
2: That's because we love you.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's the only reason they need us. <laughs> they really don't need us.
3: We really don't need you. Nah. Well, we, we just want you. We want you. Want you. Yes. Because we love you.
0: Okay, so
1: Maybe I'm going to ask each one of you this question. I'll start off with you, Brenda. What has been your favorite firearm to shoot?
3: Ooh. Ooh. I really like you have a body, bodyguard. The Smith
0: and Wesson. Oh, the the shield. Yes, that the bodyguard that. is the 380. Okay. And, and no, it's the um, shield. Yeah. Because I have a Ruger.
3: Ruger 380, but I like you like the MMP shield.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What caliber is that that you have?
0: Nine millimeter. Okay. I Same like one that. that I have.
2: That one's a little. That e- one is a good one to shoot. Yes, it's easier. What's so to funny shoot. is
1: neither one of us knew that they had this. <laughs> we didn't know that we both use this as our carry weapon. So just another one of those things we have in common.
0: It's it's fantastic. Actually, it's sitting right over there on the shelf. Mine too. Oh, it's right
2: there. They dress alike, they talk alike. They actually really do dress alike sometimes. But like not coincidentally. It's just it It just just happens. happens. Which is weird because it's a white guy thing. Ian is my cousin. So you would think, but no, they just click so well that they (laughs) and I just realized they're
3: both wearing blue.
1: Uh, I'm wearing gray. Yeah, thank I don't you very know, much. We're, it's we're, not blue. What's this is blue that you're we're wearing about? blue jeans. It totally his looks are like faded. blue. faded. mine Thomas. are solid.
3: It looks like blue. Thomas.
2: Seriously. He's wearing
1: tennis shoes. I'm wearing boots. Does...
2: See now they're holding hands.
1: No, we're not. We're <laughs> interlocking arms. Different. Thank you very much. So that's. <laughs> that was so a little weird. Say oh, I'll say that was eh, a little it's weird. All right. So you for say the, the shield for those, is your favorite.
0: For, for those uh viewers and or <laughs> listeners that can't see this podcast, what were you just doing to me, Thomas? We were interlocking arms
1: because you came over to me to compare that your shirt was blue and mine was gray. And why did we have to
0: interlock arm uh, arms for that?
1: <laughs> because it felt right.
2: Okay. Guys, <laughs> okay. Cuz you guys have long sleeves
1: on. Yeah, you got it's a good comparison. You can see it from both sides. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Duh. All right, and all right. Back to the question. Right. Anyway, so that you say that the shield is your favorite?
3: Yes, I really like it. It's a lot easier for me to shoot it. The three eighty, the size is like perfect, cause it fits in all my purses. But but the kickback, is the kickback, pretty pretty yeah. good on a three eighty.
2: Yeah. She
0: has a difficult time racking the slide to actually chamber around. Mm-hmm. So I keep it pre chambered for. Her. But they have a new. Um, Ruger that is a light slide and it's, it's specifically designed for people who have issues okay. doing that and I so, just
3: need to work on my upper body strength
0: <laughs> well that, that too but you haven't done that uh, and, uh,
2: but I will she's <laughs> busy you. saving lives okay yeah, exactly
0: yeah bro and and so, she's saving lives and so that she can save her own life or someone else's potentially. Maybe exactly. it's best to just get a handgun that she can rack the slide today and not have to worry about racking it tomorrow. That's all I'm saying.
3: Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. All right, babe.
1: Let's ask you that same question. What has been your favorite firearm to shoot? Well, for me… <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so… What I carry is a Ruger SR9C. So it's a nine millimeter. It's compact. Hey It's a very nice gun to shoot.
1: It's still it's a little bit wider than the shield because it's a double stack mag. Okay. Yeah, it oh, does
2: not nice. fit in my conceal carry purse. The shield um, would
1: fit a lot better because it's a single stack mag, which which can we know. talk about why
2: does conceal carry purses not for women? Because obviously they're purses, but they don't carry more than like or bigger than a 380 and i'm like which i know
1: 380 is the most common for a woman to
0: carry
2: i think we should change that because i dig I my nine millimeter
0: i agree and i also think that women should not conceal their firearms in their purses because there's need been to a carry lot of situations
2: so i quickly realized after i got a purse and i was practicing with it because when you go to the when range get you want to
0: practice quick draw
2: you want to practice you know having one chambered having one because in a situation, you're only gonna have a second to respond. Y- your one second is gonna be to click that safety off and shoot. Right. That's it. So, um, so I quickly found out that that was not gonna work for me anyway. So I don't even carry my purse anymore.
1: It's been in the closet for a while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I would definitely suggest either carrying on your person, mm-hmm. finding a good holster, that kind of thing. Um, Cause let's We be honest, need more I'm not holsters
0: designed for women. Right, that yeah. hug the hips. Yeah, I have that, one. Yeah, I think
2: it hugs.
1: They have some leggings that have built-in holsters. What? I've seen that.
2: I do want to try that. Ooh, that sounds interesting. But you know, and everybody's going to feel you but, know more comfortable with a different type of way that you wear carry. So, right.
3: I don't wear leggings
1: that
0: often. <laughs> oh, you wear them quite a bit. Though. But
2: okay, so back to the question though, that I need is to get what... some
0: of those because my waist is expanding and I'm not as comfortable <laughs> as I used to. Be. They are.
2: They are comfy. I will say that. Um, But I will say, so that's what I carry. What has been my favorite to shoot is the AR-15, buddy. Hey, (laughs) yo. That gun is super fun to shoot. It's definitely intimidating, I will say. You know, the first time shooting it, I was like, oh, my God, I've graduated to the big guns, and this is going to be terrifying.
1: And you didn't hold it right that first shot, and it hurt your shoulder. I remember that. You didn't tuck it tight and it right,, and out.
2: yeah, and I was in like a dressing room at the mall later or something, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my God, why is my shoulder purple?" Mm-hmm. And I'd bruised my arm, like my shoulder it didn't hurt, like I could touch it and everything, but you could see I was, I was clearly not you know putting it where it needed to be, but so after that, I learned, but um the a r fifteen is definitely pretty fun, especially when you start adding stuff to it, like scopes and all that, like
0: lasers, yeah. Flashlights, yeah, freaking lasers, M two hundred three grenade launchers. But can launchers. We talk about
2: for people that are intimidated with guns, the calibers of guns and like the actual bullets? An AR fifteen doesn't have to be scary.
0: No, it's just it's just literally an Armalite rifle is what an AR fifteen well, is, and
1: all the all it is
0: is a It
2: does not stand for assault. Rifle. correct
0: <laughs> yeah and assault
1: is an action all it is is a hype is it's like a supersonic 22 correct it's, it's all a, it, if you're shooting a 223 and that is not the
0: round that the military uses it's it is a 762 it is not a military round it's not a military rifle that is a
1: it's not a military it's a, grade weapon
0: it's a citizen rifle all day error day
2: it looks scary but i promise you it is not
0: it looks cool as shit. What you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I say it looks badass.
2: <laughs> okay. Yes. But for the people who yeah. see it for the first time, mm-hmm. like me, like when I saw it for the first time, I'm like, that is a military rifle and you know, like that's what your mind goes to. They make it look that or, you know, that's what your mind interprets it as because you see movies and things like that and that's what your
3: mind thinks of.
0: And we would we we uh sorry, go ahead, baby.
3: I was just gonna say it's really about perspective mm-hmm. and how you go into it. You need to go into learning about um, firearms with a blank slate and an open mind,
0: because sure. if you
3: go in with any preconceived notions that you have based on what you hear, it's going to be harder for you to really learn and embrace it and embrace this new uh, skill that you're wanting to pick up.
0: And the thing is, is a majority of firearm crimes, um, meaning somebody's uh, robbed with a firearm or, or an assault or whatever. Um, they're not done with rifles, ladies and gentlemen. They're done with the most easily concealable weapons, and those are by far handguns. So don't by any means think that the government trying to limit the sale or ban rifles as if it's going to make some you know, marginal change in any kind of commission of crimes against people using firearms. It's not going to. People are just going to carry uh, extra mags. No problem. Or Extra, extra handguns. No worries. No problem. I mean, I've got a 9 millimeter that holds 17 plus 1 rounds. We're talking 18 rounds. 12 short of what an AR-15 holds in a magazine. Well, and
1: you got another magazine that's the same size. I mean, you can buy as many magazines as you want. That's
0: right. And a lot of people, especially in California with these 7-round magazine You're limits. not
2: allowed to carry more than a yeah. certain amount. 7 7 rounds. rounds.
0: So, you, you can carry three seven round magazines and you have 21 rounds of ammo. Like, and if everybody's unarmed, because in California, it's very difficult to get a concealed carry permit. Yeah, you have to show a, spe- like a reason as to why you should qualify for it. Right. You have to point to a reason. You have to say that I was a victim of a crime, somebody's stalking me, uh, my and baby, you have daddy's to have crazy. Proof of it. Right. You have to have. You can't s- just say it. That's right. That's right. And, and New York is the same way. It's almost impossible to get a concealed carry uh, permit out there. And, and that sh- shouldn't be because you can guarantee people lost their lives because the criminals don't give a fuck what the government tells them they can or cannot do. And so they're literally just creating people who don't have a choice in the outcome when they are victimized. Well, and anytime
1: they add new laws on the books, it only affects law-abiding citizens anyway. It doesn't affect criminals because they're going to do whatever they want to do.
0: What do you mean? Criminals don't follow the law?
2: Yeah. Anytime, you know, like I hate to bring up school shootings and mass shootings like that, but it's clearly posted. No firearms.
0: That's right. So, you know, it's a very easy target. It's a very easy target. And we have talked about this many times. Sean, um, Thomas and I have said, you know, you've got a lot of military veterans that come back. They're looking for work. They want to be the defenders of freedom, life, and liberty. Let's get these guys jobs. Let's, let's, let's hire them at the government level, and let's have them protect our schools. You know, Put them in the front lobby, put them in there, and let people know that we're not a spot that you can easily come and do damage. I mean, politicians are protected with men with guns, even the ones that are against guns. Yeah, look at D.C. right now. Oh, yeah, the It Democrats, shuts down. The Democrats want you to think that they aren't for guns, but the gun control, therefore, is all about the government. They want to make sure they can point the government guns. They want to control your guns. That's right, but they want to point those guns back at, their, at the people that they disagree with. And they, they're, they're showing that right now with this big fence around D.C. And we've got National Guard troops on the ground patrolling city streets in America like a third world country until March. I mean, a, Jesus A whole Christ. nother month. Right. If only we could have done things like that, you know, uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota or Seattle um, or, you Kenosha. know. Kenosha. Yeah. Kenosha. Yeah. We can go on and on. Um, what's what's that town in uh, Oregon? Uh, Portland? Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, we're, like uh, the one city everybody knows in Oregon? <laughs> uh, no, I know Coquille, Oregon. I got a friend that actually lives there. So, sorry. But, Never heard of that, but exactly. But <laughs> it's supposed to be a <laughs> it's supposed to be a pretty town. Okay, it's got a it's got it's right by the ocean. Sure, um, but but uh, if you think about what all these people have been allowed to do, and they talk about how um, the Republicans are so fascist and they're just so evil, it's like, well, you, they let these they literally let people run rampant for months at a time, and just because they know what would happen if they did try to stop it, they'd be labeled militaristic and racist and this and that. But when the Democrats do it, eh, it's fine and dandy. You know, No problem. No problem whatsoever. Not that I'm for Republicans by any stretch. I'm a libertarian through and through. But the double standard here is appalling and it's old. And I think even the Democrats see it. It's not a big surprise.
1: Well, and you know we've talked about this before in the past, but you know there was five million new gun owners, and the majority of them were women and people from the LGBTQ community. Nice. So that's uh, on. Let's be real. That's a lot of the left-leaning citizens in our country, right? And the fact that they are now going and purchasing firearms, it's
0: that's a good sign for everybody. And also, we're almost at a point where there are twenty million. Registered firearms in the country; those are registered. So we're so those are people we know who have concealed carry permits or weapon permits in their states. Twenty million—that's a huge voting block of the population, and that's not just your white Republicans, because this room right here will show you that that's not true. And so, I think that's really damning when you look at those facts and you look at those numbers that. People realize that their own health and safety is in their own hands, and they can't rely on the government to do their bidding. They just can't.
1: Yeah, here's a, uh, a cool little story um, that's related to that. It's talking about, um, let see, what is her name? Deshauna Street, 29, bought her first gun in June. She had never had a firearm, let alone used one. She began to fear for her safety when more than 100 businesses in her home of Grand Rapids, Michigan, were damaged in the unrest following the police killing of George Floyd this summer. City officials tallied nearly half a million dollars in necessary repairs. street works and in, uh, in retail would her store be vandalized next. And for Street, a black woman, the thought of Brianna Taylor being shot to death in her own home being a botched police raid also lingered. Quote, to this day, I've, I have a lot of questions about that story, Street said. I think it was really unfair and unjust what happened to her. You can't even sit in the comfort of your own home. You never know. Street's boyfriend went with her to the gun store with her. Call it stereotypical, but she was immediately drawn to the only pink gun in the store, a Glock 43. Which a Glock 43? I said Glock. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> which the store owner warned her may be too powerful for a newbie. The first time firing the gun, uh, was during a be- beginner's class, and she was nervous. The first shot, I was like, whoa, what is this? She said. Then a couple of shots, I started to loosen up. She now holds the concealed carry permit. She ordered a belly band holster, and whenever she leaves the home, especially when she is delivering food for her side job, she has a gun, and she, ha- she wasn't comfortable delivering orders at night. Now her gun is either on her person or on her nightstand, and she's always loaded. It's like my child, Street said. It gives me a sense of safety and security. I was really nervous about the idea of carrying a gun, but now it's like a new normal.
2: Now, I will say with the safety part of it, you know, you don't want to just leave it on your nightstand, though. That's
1: Well, if you're home alone, it's one thing, and you don't have children, right? that's one thing. Like
2: in our case, we have three young children, you know, and we've always kept a safe, and it it has always been locked. And we've
1: always stressed the importance to the kids not to touch them.
2: But I also don't want to be like our parents growing up where we were forced to like say, don't touch them. And like, that kind of almost instills a fear in them. Like, oh my gosh, that's dangerous. I can't touch it. Yeah. I'm
0: going to get in trouble if I do. Right. Like, well, this is
1: bad. It, I've made sure to tell, especially Landon, which is our oldest, um, if you have questions, you can ask us. Like, yeah,
2: they've seen Thomas take apart the gun and clean it and stuff like and that. And they've
1: asked questions, which has been great.
2: But I do find myself sometimes saying like, you know, leave the gun in the bedroom. Like when you're going to clean it, like, can you do that in there or like away from them? And that's just like the fear in me because, I mean, let's face it, when you're a mom, like you're scared of everything with your kids. Like you want to keep them safe from everything and shield them and protect them from everything. But at the same time, you don't want to harm them in the process with not being open with them. So it's just really finding, you know, that fine line of I'm going to introduce this to them in hopes of teaching them and making them knowledgeable, but not wanting them to try to start doing it.
0: Right. Up until uh, about the end of World War II in the United States of America, all, uh, not all, but most high schools had rifle teams. And we're not talking pellet guns. In fact, I don't even think most schools have that anymore. Um, We had the pellet gun rifle team when I was in high school. and I was in high school back in the late two or or, uh, early 2000s to 2005, and um, we're talking real rifles. They were shooting .22s, but they mm. were teaching them.
2: 22s is still, I mean.
0: It's a great rifle. Right. It's fantastic. It's accurate at close to very long range distances. Mm-hmm. And they're teaching people firearm safety, not to fear them, how to use them, and use them effectively if you have to use them. And they did it in a fun way as a competition. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. I feel like if we, instead of, Teaching our children to be victims in school all the time now, which is kind of an institutionalized stance, like you can't defend yourself.
2: Right, because that makes you powerless.
0: Correct. You have to be on the opposite
2: side and take that power back.
0: We're literally teaching children to grow up as young adults to be victims, to choose to be a victim in the situation that could be… Like
2: poor pity me.
0: Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of the problem is why we have… A lot of these people that are wanting this this social change, if you will, on random things that really don't even matter in the grand scheme of things. It's like, you know, just let's just everybody live our lives here and let's just be good to our neighbors, you know, and just be a good person.
1: Yeah.
0: But I, I really feel like if we could get back to some common sense education about firearms in school, I think, you know, you wouldn't have these mass shootings in school, students bringing guns to school. Um, you wouldn't have kids stealing parents' firearms to do bad things or accidentally hurting themselves because they would know how to properly use them and they would know right. that they're not or a toy. Or if they
2: randomly found one, you know, like right. irresponsibly, like whether it's out their house or on the street and somebody, you know, chucked it or yep. whatever the case may be, like that is how accidents happen because they don't know what to do with it or, you know, what to do when they come encounter with it, like. They have no idea. So safety is definitely, definitely important. Like you don't just go and shoot a gun, buy a gun, whatever. You really need to do your research. You really need to get in there and practice. You really need to understand the safety and, you know, all the important things that come with having that responsibility.
0: Yeah. And I think that as families with children, I've, uh, I follow a YouTube channel and um, it's, uh, I think it's uh, Cover Your ASP, A-S-P active self-protection. Um, John is um, the host of that. And he does a really good job about breaking down um, usually CCTV or police footage of crimes that happen and what he would do as the the victim or the the defender in that situation. And I feel like a lot of people could take a lot from that and, and learn from it. But also, as a family, have a plan. Like, okay, if someone kicked in the back door and came in and you saw a weapon or assume they had a weapon where would everybody go what would everybody do mm-hmm. you know Just and like be when ready you have for a, it. a, a tornado uh, yeah. right fire Weather, anything all those kinds of drills they do mass shooting drills at schools now yeah you know lockdowns which is sad it's it's abhorrent it should never be a thing it should no. never be a thing um <laughs> and i i i really feel like more people would be here today and more people in the future that unfortunately will end up being a victim can be saved if
2: by having a plan.
0: By having a plan and knowing how to effectively put that plan into motion and or having a firearm and knowing how to use it. So I'm gonna ask another question.
1: So as women, because this this I guess it was gonna be more geared towards women. What advice would you give to another woman who is on the fence about learning of firearms and like
0: that whole situation? Or on the complete opposite side of the fence and won't even look at one. Right. What's some advice that you would give?
2: Girl, come out to the gun range with me and just let me show you around a little bit. (laughs) I love it. Like, I mean, that's all there really is to it. Like, you're not going to get over your fear until you go out and do it. Like I just feel like that's
1: well, and, but the, well, go ahead. You go ahead real quick.
3: So I mean, I agree with Hannah. You really have to. Cause I have some friends that are on the other side of this issue, and it's really just stressing that this is how you can protect yourself because you how just else can't rely on somebody themselves. else. Exactly. Now I and, will say
2: I do want to do one of those self defense classes. Oh, I do too.
3: Where they put you in situations, girls'
2: night, (laughs) (laughs) which they have. Those at the gun range too. Mm -hmm. Classes about you know hostage um, situations, or they even
3: have different, um, Uh, like how to uh, turn the situation around with an attacker, like if they come from behind. Like defense classes.
2: With a firearm, without a firearm. Mm-hmm. Like so that's pretty cool too. But right. at the end of the day, I mean, I'm gonna be like that detective told me. I want to stand at the end of the hallway and be able to point and shoot. Well,
1: and they I also want
2: to fight somebody.
1: They have right. they have classes where you can actually be trained on how to do it from a seated position in your car.
2: Yeah.
0: That's yeah, pretty uh, that is true. Um a lot of ambushes happen when you're in your car and mm-hmm. or when you're getting into your car and a car door a car, a vehicle is a transitional space. And mm-hmm. most attacks happen at a transitional space, mm-hmm. whether you're going into your house, whether you're getting out of your house, mm-hmm. whether you're getting in your car, out of your car, putting groceries in the trunk of your car, and you can't see behind you. Those those uh, kinds of attacks tend to happen at that time when you're most vulnerable. And um, I really feel like, You know, we can take a lot away from this. I know um our local police jurisdiction, they'll post on Facebook, Mm -hmm. I think it's every every either every quarter or every uh six months, they actually do a women's defensive training Mm -hmm. course at the police station in in our town. Yeah. In Smyrna.
2: That's pretty cool. I've seen that.
0: And um and it's free. Is that free? Yeah. It's free. You just show up. There's no reason to not go. They they teach you it's a hand to hand combat. Mm How to grapple, how to use what you have on you. And that doesn't mean a firearm. That could mean a set of keys. Mm -hmm. That could mean a a grocery bag with a gallon of milk. You know, They teach you what to do and um, how you can get out of those situations. And how you can keep from getting in those situations. You
1: mean you could have an assault milk jug?
0: Hell yeah, you can, bro. (laughs) You can
1: fuck somebody up with a milk jug. (laughs) Because everybody remember, assault is an action. Anything can be considered an assault weapon.
2: Yeah, even if you take guns away, people are just going to find something else—an axe, right. a hammer, a screwdriver, anything that can. Well, literally the CDC hurt somebody says with. most a baseball bat.
0: Most murders are actually committed by your fists. Okay. It's somebody getting or a punched. blunt object. Blunt force trauma to the head is yeah. is how right. most murders in this country happen.
2: It could be a rock from outside.
0: Rocks, bats, all that stuff, guys.
2: <laughs> we got to ban rocks no more with the HOA. We got to take those away.
1: Got it.
0: Those are weapons. They're assault assault rocks. I've seen people throw rocks.
1: Don't they mind assault rocks? Oh, wait. No, that's salt rocks. Sorry. Ooh, (laughs) salt rocks.
2: In all seriousness. Dad joke for the night. Thomas has lots of dad jokes if y'all haven't figured that one out. Well, he um, is a dad, so.
0: We have toyed with the idea of doing the dad joke of the week, but. Yeah, we're not toying with it. It's happening. It just happened. <laughs> so Can y'all well.
2: just please laugh at him because he really thinks he's funny with these dad
0: jokes. <laughs> yes, doing
2: and that And I don't now. laugh at him enough, you know. I just think he's crazy.
3: So. Okay. Back to Thomas's question. <laughs> um, I always stress to my friends because it's not like I tell them, hey, I have you know this Again. weapon in case i need no it's not the first topic that comes. no up. it's mostly something that comes if it the conversation comes up at some point and anybody asks or says well i don't know how to shoot or and i'm like well i do i learned because my husband mm-hmm. taught me when we were dating um but i always make it a point like you know it's not having it so you can like, like I'm not intending use it. to it's not hurt like you you're wanting to use it to right. you know I'm not because, oh, I am not out for to kill. hurt someone I want to kill someone no but this is just something that is there if you happen to need it if you're in that situation where mm-hmm. it's their life or your and life you never and you want have to be decide. in that situation nobody wants to be in that situation but i wasn't
2: asking to be in that situation right. either didn't have no idea because our apartment building was literally right next to the office and it happened oh. in broad daylight this is about ten thirty in the morning well most broad break-ins
1: daylight. happen during the day
2: yeah i guess i thought oh. i wasn't home and they were just oh, gonna break in and because you TV. didn't
1: answer the door if you would have went to the door or even made noise he probably wouldn't have. yeah tried to i did one in.
2: of those you know how um there's like different memes about you know when somebody knocks on your door and then you're like Peeking through the blinds and like you're doing everything to duck down and crawl across the floor. That was basically me. I was like, I'm not answering the door. I mean, I've always done that, but um, and it wasn't the best of the area yeah, anyway. Honestly,
1: honestly, I would prefer you not to if it's somebody you don't know. If I'm not there, yeah.
2: If I'm not expecting you, you better text me if you come to my house. I don't care if you come to my house, but please just text me saying you're gonna come. Or, I mean, now, luckily, we have, you know, the video cameras. I mean, that wasn't a thing back then. Cameras
0: are less than $100 on Amazon. Go link for home cameras.
2: a home security They're free. System. If you
0: already have internet, they're easy to use. Just hook them up. They're free. They're battery-operated. You can't screw it up. Get some cameras so you can see what you, what's, who's at your door before yeah. going out there. There's just no reason not to. I know who's to. in
2: the driveway. I know if somebody's in the backyard. I know.
0: Before they know, you know.
2: Right. And, I mean, sometimes we'll even freak them out because we'll talk. To the people through the doorbell camera and then they're all like, well, that was crazy.
0: So I've got some really good information here for women who may or may not want to carry a firearm or who are apprehensive to doing so. So this is an old survey because the federal government sucks. This is CDC data and they don't do surveys on firearms very often. This happened in 1982, a survey of male felons in 11 state prisons across the U.S. Okay, so actually... Crime rate in the United States um, is on the downswing, especially those committed with firearms. But in 1982, we were at peak. I mean, we were having all the drug cartel stuff going on. It was bad. Gangs were rampant back then. They're, not that they're not now, but they were a lot worse. There was a lot more death happening with firearms.
1: They were a lot more bold about it.
0: <clears throat> right. So, 34% of them have been scared off, shot at, wounded, or captured by an armed victim. had decided not to commit a a crime because they knew or believed that the victim was carrying a gun. So almost 50% of those people just decided not to even attempt to attack that victim because they thought they were armed. Not because they were, just because they thought. 69% personally knew other criminals who had been scared off, shot at, wounded, or captured by an armed victim. So just goes to show you the bad guys don't want to mess with people who are going to give them trouble. They right. just don't want to deal they with it. They
2: want that yeah. easiest target that they can. They don't want to get shot at. <laughs> I mean, I don't want mm-hmm. to shoot, but just know if it comes mm-hmm. to it, and I have to, I will shoot. I will not hesitate to protect my kids, to protect my husband, and vice versa. Like,
1: Well, and let's let's just talk about this for a second, because we, we were going to try to go to the range the other day, and... Nine millimeter round at the cheapest was eighty cents a round, so there ain't gonna be no damn warning shots.
2: <laughs> it's too damn end.
1: expensive.
2: Amen to that, brother. <laughs> no.
1: Especially because um, self defense rounds, like like hollow points and critical defense rounds, those are upwards of a dollar fifty a round.
2: Right. Which, guys, that's insane
1: for a I box was, of 9s. This time last year, it was like t- it was at twenty cents a round, which was still a lot.
2: A box of nines. Was it fifty dollars? $40, $40 mm-hmm. when you can normally go For to Walmart? Target rounds.
1: You right. can't buy it at Target anymore. They took them off the shelf.
2: Yeah, not even like, you know, the good ammo. That This is the cheapest ammo of nines, so and we were just going to go. Yeah, it was like
1: Federal brand, which if you know anything about ammo, that's worse than White uh, Winchester White Box. <laughs> <laughs> which, Winchester White Box, that's a solid Target round, though.
3: And just to add on, when you go into learning this skill and conceal carry, you have to go into it like 100%. You cannot carry a weapon for your protection if you're not ready to make that decision that you are going to shoot this weapon because otherwise you're just providing a weapon for them to use against you. They
2: will definitely use it against you, especially if they can sense that you don't know how to use it. You cannot hesitate because then
3: you
1: will very likely be the victim.
2: Or if you're standing up there shaking like I yeah. was at the range.
0: That split second's life or death. Of course, That's right. And there's lots of situations where women have had weapons on them and they, they knew the, 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 the victim uh, wasn't prepared to use them and the uh, attacker took that firearm and used it against their victim. Um, and I just wanted to point out that a Gallup poll conducted from 2016 to 2018 found the following levels of self-declared gun ownership among different groups of people. of males said they own a firearm. Ladies, we got to fix this. Only 17% of ladies say they own a firearm. I would like to see the updated uh, info after last year's gun sales. Yeah. It'll probably be a while for that happens again, but yeah, but it ain't close to 43%. I can tell you that. And, and that's that. And in fact, 43% in my opinion is low. That means less than every other guy doesn't have a gun. Um,
2: well, does that factor in the ones that legally can't own a gun anymore because they're felons? Uh,
0: probably not. No. Oh, okay. Um, white, 35%, non white, 34%, Republican, 45%, Independent, 32%. That's me. Yep. Democrat, 16%. Those so, are rookie
1: numbers. We got to bump those numbers up. In a
0: 2019 Gallup poll, gun owners stated that they own fo- uh, firearms for the following reasons. Protection against crime, 63%, hunting, 40%, recreational, and target shooting, 15%.
2: See, I've heard so many people that were like against guns or whatever say, well, why not just get a hunting gun and, you know, you don't have to get all these other guns and um, or choose a hunting gun or a hunting rifle over an AR-15. And I'm like, do you even know what ammo goes into that? Like you're literally, I'm shooting a smaller bullet in the AR-15 than you are in the hunting rifle. By far. But they're just made to sound like the AR-15 is scarier than a hunting rifle.
1: Not only that, but the constitution wasn't written because we had a a possible tyrannical Deer.
0: Herd, a, herd yeah. a deer. It was, yeah. it was for a tyrannical deer, government. That yeah,
1: That's the whole reason the Second Amendment is, exists. Second Amendment. Yeah, I know. It. Second Amendment <laughs> exists. It's to protect the rest of your rights. That's, That's the right. only way that we can defend our rights. Right.
0: They wanted to make sure that the people had the power. Which is why it was the second one. Number
2: two. Yeah, that means top three.
0: It's the shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, but dad it's a dad joke too definitely... of the day,
0: and and i'm I'm a, I'm a puppy dad, so yeah, he's a dog
2: dad. I'm dog dad. Ooh, maybe I can put that on a shirt for you.
0: I like
1: it.
2: or like a coffee cup.
1: Dog dad. Hey, quick yeah. segue., uh, we are selling some merch now, so <laughs> check that well, there out. There you go. there's a we have that link tree link. I'm about to add it to that. Um, we also have it posted on our Facebook. I also have a link on our YouTube page. Which we will now be utilizing now that we are using these beautiful
0: GoPros. Right. And um, uh, in case you're interested, uh, we are working on a male thong version of our logo. So, um, Thomas. Uh, a what? We are? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's got him on right now.
0: Yep. Why, why do you Maybe think he keep, Ian does? Why do you think he keeps adjusting his position? <laughs> he's not used to that. that it's kind That's of tight joke. back in the back. It's called a hammock. Okay. Gently caressing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> don't be hating. Banana, banana hammock, bro. Banana hammock.
0: All right. Any other questions you got?
2: No, but I will just say in my closing argument here. Um, Rest my case. You know, don't wait for that terrifying moment to be the situation that makes you finally go and, and shoot and get a permit and handle a gun, you know. Because that could have been life life or death, you don't know, and, um, I mean, I was thankful to have gotten through it, and you know he was put in jail, and we we went through all of that and went to court and everything. but you know, if somebody could have which I know Thomas was trying to convince me a lot earlier, but um, so I know it's not it's not easy to make that decision to go and learn about it, but trust me, I just wouldn't want anybody to be it's in that position. It and you know be terrified so go and and get over the fear control it you know take back your power and let's rise those numbers
3: yeah and if you're hesitant for any reason reach out to your friends there's you everybody has friends that are um that like to go target shooting that have husbands or boyfriends that like to go target shooting make it a group get together to go and learn there's and ladies nights at the range. Right. And learn with some friends. Make it something that can be almost like a hobby for you. And that will make it easier for you to be able to feel more comfortable because mm-hmm. there's other people learning with you as well. Don't be afraid of something that cannot hurt you because it's just a thing. And it's the people that use it that can hurt you.
2: Yeah, don't let society or the news or any other media influence your decision to be scared about something.
0: That's right. Don't listen to the fake news, okay? (laughs) And honestly, um, if you do decide to carry a firearm, not because of us, but because of, um, you know, you've made the conscious decision that you want to do it and you think it's something that's for you, and maybe it's not for you, and that's fine. But there are other ways that you can be prepared too if you decide not to carry a firearm. And at the end of the day, it, it's your responsibility to protect your persons and and your family, and especially your children. So, if you do decide to carry a firearm, you want to be physically fit and spiritually fit. And I say that because we're we're all different, and spiritually fit doesn't mean need to be need to mean religion or anything like that. It just needs to mean that, in your mind, you need to be ready what the consequences are if you do have to or you need to, to pull that trigger to defend your life because um, even though you may think that that's an easy thing to do, now talking about it, in the moment, knowing that you you could be potentially taking a life, even though it's saving a life, that's a heavy burden to carry for the rest of your life. So that's something that you need to be ready for. And I encourage all gun owners to go, um, check out uh, U, uh, UCCA. It's the United Concealed Carry Association. Um, they have um, people that you can talk to if you are an armed self-defense uh, situation and you do take someone's life and you need counseling. They're there to talk to you. They're there to defend you if you do have to shoot somebody and um, they survive and they want to sue you for whatever reason. They're They're there to defend you and also defend your right to carry. So, I much prefer them over the NRA. The NRA kowtows to a lot of the big Republicans and Trump banning bump stocks. I mean, this is all stupid stuff. So let's be smart about this. And I just wanted to put that out there. So,
1: no, 100%. Um, yeah. The only, the last thing I was going to say was, you know, ladies, if, if you are apprehensive about it, do some research. If you decide that it's not the way you want to go, try to figure out something. Use either have some mace on you, get a taser, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just have some way, take self-defense classes, have some way to be able to defend yourself because a lack of preparedness would be a terrible reason for something bad to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately the world we live in, people suck. Um, and you need to, you need to be able to defend yourself if you need to. So, we implore you to, to, to figure out what works best for you and do that.
3: Take that power back. And always remember situational awareness.
0: Correct. And uh, just a correction, guys. It's USCCA, and that is usconcealedcarry.com. And they also have an app for Android and iOS. Download it, install it. It's free if you are a concealed carry permit holder. It tells you where you can and can't carry your handgun for whatever state you live in. And if you're going to visit another state, which states have reciprocity for your state. So it's nice. There
2: there are rules to carrying a handgun. It's not just as simple as, oh, I'm going to have it holstered on me and that's that. There are rules to carrying a handgun. A
0: lot of restrictions. Yes. Yep. Thomas, you want to give us the... uh, Good news story of the day.
1: Sure. All right. This one's coming again from the goodnewsnetwork.org. Billionaire Mark Cuban's new drug company is producing low-cost generic drugs, uh, cutting 90% of the markup. After Daleks. Sorry. That was. After Dr. Alex. You want to try that?
2: It looks like. Oshimansky.
1: Oshimansky. Oshimansky. Uh, you know what? That sounds right. I'm going to go with that. Yep. Started a public benefit company to combat the exploding prices of certain prescription drugs. He attracted a new partner, Shark Tank billionaire investor, Mark Cuban.
2: He also owns the the Dallas...
1: Mavericks. Mavericks. Maverick. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Dallas, Texas radiologist started in 2015 with OSHA's, uh, OSHA's affordable pharmaceuticals and a million dollars in investment capital. Four years later, He The partnership was removed. Oh, my God. I'm having a hard time reading.
2: Let me me start over. I'm blaming the whiskey. Yes, he's had quite a few sips of whiskey. I apologize on his behalf.
1: My my beautiful wife's going to take over the role for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after Dr. Alex Oshimansky started a public benefit company to combat the exploding prices of certain prescription drugs, he attracted billionaire investor Mark Cuban. The radiologist started in 2015 with osha's affordable pharmaceuticals and a million dollars in investment capital four years later the new partnership was moving forward under the name mark cuban's cost plus drug company and donating medicine to those in need for years a mixture of fda demands for approval and drug company greed which created soaring prices for drugs had begun making cuban bleeping mad now under cuban's brand name the private label arrangement allows oshimansky to buy from third-party suppliers taking care of the labeling and branding laws himself, um, and sell it at a serious discount with a 15% markup for the business expenses. So this method allowed the pair to lower the cost of the anti-parasitic medication um, from its normal US price range of anywhere from 225 to $500 down to just 20 bucks. So this proved valuable for Baylor College of Medicine who needed thousands of doses, um, to complete a study that they were doing on hookworm infections in the South. Those damn
0: hookworm infections in the South. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I don't, you know, propane you know and stuff.
1: I, I may have her do the good news story from now on because, damn, she reads a lot more better to, than I do. She's got a pretty voice, man. man. She got a pretty mouth, too. Let me just say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was weird. It's only weird if you make it weird. You just made it weird, though. <laughs> but have you have if you've not listened to our podcast, we get a little weird. You got really weird, bro. He just
2: took it to another level with your wife. I'm on gonna the blame it on the, whiskey. At, At the, the whiskey. whiskey. At least
1: it was the
3: wife and not you. No more whiskey during the show.
2: <laughs> and that wraps it up, everybody, for tonight.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. gonna that's gonna do it, there, guys. Thanks for coming out and checking out the new format of season two of the Unbiased Freedom Podcast. Let us know how you like it.
2: Thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. Of
1: course, as always, guys, please check us out on all of our platforms. If you need a link, we have the link tree that shows all of our different platforms that we're on. Um, we got the new merch out. Please support us; that would be excellent. Because right now we don't get paid for this. We would like to get paid a little bit. Helping out with the merch is kind of like a donation.
0: Pretty and you much. get a pretty.
1: You get some pretty cool stuff out of it. So
0: yeah, yeah you get a male thong. And surprise your wife, guys.
1: Guys, there's really not a male thong, so just don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> I'm working on that, dude.
1: I bet you are.
0: <laughs> but anyways, guys,
1: we will catch you guys on the next one. And, and until next time. Yes, sir.
0: We're out.